0: Know who Jesus is. Amen. As creator and savior, we were singing that song. I thought about Daniel's vision. Amen. Where he saw, hallelujah, 10,000 times 10,000 angels in heaven worshiping God. Could you just close your eyes a moment and try to envision 100 million angels? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I don't know how big they are in heaven. I know God condenses them to the form of man down here, but I believe there's some mighty big angels. Hallelujah. And he saw over a hundred million, then he said, thousands of thousands. Hallelujah. Amen. Can you imagine, Amen? Almost a, a third of the population, just what we know of America, hallelujah. Worshiping around one central figure, one throne. Hallelujah. Praise God. And I believe when we get to heaven, angels are going to stand aside because the tabernacle of God is with men. Hallelujah. Angels desire to look into this. They're looking at the throne, but they understand, hallelujah, that God has enthroned Himself. His kingdom has come into the hearts of humanity. I think we ought to praise that God here tonight. I think we ought to thank God for the high calling that one day we are as now going to be surrounded by worshiping angels. And understand that God's greatest mastery is working, hallelujah, to bring us to that heavenly place. Hallelujah. Amen. 10,000 times 10,000 and thousands of thousands. Hallelujah. Coupled with the number no man number. Hallelujah! Praise God. Are you glad that you're more than just a number? In a world you've got a secu- come on, got a social security card in America, and you've got a digit number. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. And this world, amen, doesn't understand. Hallelujah. That God really does have a people, amen, that are more than just a number more than just a statistic hallelujah amen i'm glad i'm one of his hallelujah amen and i believe the scriptures show amen in the quest of god while he was in flesh on earth amen how important it was to him to reach for just one more amen he spake to the crowds but he isolated himself and found one alone here and one alone there How many believe he is still doing that? Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. God that's answering literally thousands and thousands of prayers every moment. Hallelujah. What a mighty God we serve. It's not too busy for you. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. How many are thankful that God heard your cry? Amen. Answered you. Amen. Time. And time again, what a mighty God we serve. And I'm thankful for all of the things that, amen, we read about in the descriptive terminology of what we sing about here tonight. Hallelujah. He does those things for us. He wants us to know, amen, that he's available to us and for us. Amen. I'm glad that I know him. And I want to know him in a deeper manner. How many do want to? Separate yourself, hallelujah, and come to know the Lord, amen, in a deeper manner, hallelujah. We'll clap your hands to the Lord this evening. He's great and greatly to be praised. Come on. Should a football star get a a greater, hallelujah, hand clap than Jesus? Come on. Come on. Is anybody a fan of Jesus? Is anybody a worshiper of Jesus here tonight? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. And what, amen, a blessing it is to be blessed by him with his spirit, all that he has done for us. Hallelujah. Amen. How many feel blessed this evening? amen amen turn to your neighbor and say I'm glad you're in the number glad you're in the number hallelujah praise God praise God man and I have I've been privileged to be in in one God apostolic church services of over 30,000 people and hearing the roar of just 30,000 come on somebody and seeing the sweep of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Sitting there in a stadium that will seat 30,000. And watch it just like a wheat field. The wind blowing. And take out this section. And then this section. then the whole. Amen. It is a wonder to behold. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. And I don't know about you, but I'm going to do this forever. God has given me the promise that I can Do this forever. And we've got to strive to enter in. We've got to show them, hallelujah, that we uh, do have that tenacity. Amen. Hallelujah. That uh, we are going to, amen, couple with what God has given us in the wealth of knowledge. Amen. How to pray. Effectual, fervent prayer with a whole heart. Amen. And uh, amen. I don't want to do, I don't want to just... Uh, Pray uh, just to be praying. I want to pray with purpose. But I want to pray with specificity, hallelujah, and name those needs. And uh, they are many. Hallelujah. Needs are many in God's house among uh, even uh, looking at us individually. Each individual here has many needs. Whether you're even aware of them or not, God is aware of them and really that's what matters but he has to he has to make us aware of those needs as well. Amen. And uh, that's what we come to church for. Amen. So when we we start worshiping, we sense I need this. And you don't feel it until brother one you come to the house of God. Come on. And you start feeling this and you say praise God. Then I understood their end. Hallelujah. Not everybody's hearing what I'm hearing. Not everybody is seeing. The high calling of God is not upon everybody in this world. Hallelujah. But it is upon us. I said it is upon us. And we need to thank God. Hallelujah. For these precious moments. Hallelujah. Amen. We say that all all moments are created equal. Amen. And... uh, The time that we do spend corporately in God's house needs to be precious time. Amen, amen. Can you say praise the Lord? Hallelujah. Amen. And uh, I do love the Lord. I love God's people. I want to see people make it. I want to shout with you on streets of gold. Come on, do you want to shout with your brother and sister on streets of gold? There's room for more. Come on. <laughs> Hallelujah. And to think what they had in Old Testament in type. They had a garment that didn't wear out. We got a garment that's going to last forever. <laughs> because the blood is an everlasting covenant. Hebrew. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. God can take a a dark heart, wash it in red blood, and give a white, glistening garment to that individual. Amen. And uh, it's a priceless garment. It's not for sale. I said it's not, it's not on the table. It's, it's not for sale. My salvation is not for sale. Praise God. Hallelujah. You say every man has got his price. Mine has already been mentioned by God. Hallelujah. He's the highest bidder. Amen. And I am uh, i am not for sale. Praise God. And you say, well, there's still life in you. Praise God. But I want to prove to God, hallelujah, that I'm truly His. My worship don't belong to anybody else. My ear belongs to Him. Amen. And I want to help you tonight. Hallelujah, I know that many were not in uh, this morning's church service, but I'm going to kind of tag into uh, this uh, service with this morning service, so if you were here this morning, hallelujah, I I believe, uh, amen, you're going to be a step ahead of those that were, and I know we have to have Sunday school teachers and people elsewhere, but it's good to be in the sanctuary. Good to be in the sanctuary, and uh, hallelujah, what a good good God, and things that God has prepared for them that love him. Praise God, hallelujah. No one can do you like Jesus. Nobody can do you like Jesus. Amen, amen. Praise God. I want to turn your attention, hallelujah, uh, to some familiar passages, if you've been around the church any length of time hallelujah amen I want to take your attention uh, to the book of Ruth then we're going to look at the book of Daniel the first chapter Ruth first chapter introduction to Ruth hallelujah amen amen hallelujah and pretty soon Moab was going to be ruthless. How many are glad that you've still got an empty spot in the world there's I'm not going back just like like David amen, Saul eyed that seat that he had and and David said, "I'm not going back to that palace. <laughs> hallelujah, amen and uh, I'm thankful that uh, that place that we had in the world is still vacant. Others can feel it. I don't care. Amen. Amen. What a high calling. What a, what a wonder it is to be in the presence, in the courts of the living God. Ruth 1 and 14. Amen. We're seeing here um, Naomi trying to depart with her daughter's in-law. Um, Ruth and orpah amen history tells us that ruth begat david and orpah begat goliath so it does matter the decision and the offspring hallelujah amen If people that are in the world do not realize that many of their children will be those that contend with people in apostolic churches I want my children, hallelujah, amen, and I want your children to be those that live for God, that support, come on, there is a cause, David got a hold of the cause, he said, amen, bring down this giant, I may not know all of the history, but this guy wants to make us Philistine slaves, I mean, just got the impact of what I just spoke, Orpah, amen, being, hallelujah, the great-grandmother of Goliath, praise God, amen. But the world has their champions, and they are contending also with God's champions and chosen. And here, amen, unbeknownst how important this climatic narrative and, and uh, uh, setting would be to the future of not just them but us, because out of this decision came the Christ, through this woman. Come on. If you don't understand that, I do, and you can say Amen. amen. Hallelujah. Ruth begat better than begat Jesse. Jesse begat David. Fourteen generations later, Christ came in the flesh. Hallelujah. Born a son of God. Amen. To a virgin woman, by the name of Mary. But here was the beginning. They lifted up their voice. And wept again. And Orpah kissed her mother-in-law, but Ruth clave. Amen. In a world of cheap kisses, we need some people that cleave to hope. Hallelujah. Not just a passing thing with lips and I love you and I'll see you later. Hallelujah. Amen. We need some people Hallelujah, that cleave to the Lord with purpose that understand there's destiny involved at this crossroad decision. Amen. The Bible says, hallelujah, she said, behold, amen, while she was cleaving to her, holding this woman, she said, amen, look this way. Behold, thy sister-in-law has gone back unto her people and unto her gods. Return thou after thy sister-in-law. You've got to get this setting. Here she is cleaving and holding on to her Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Finding something real. There was something different about that family. Even though they were backslid and left Bethlehem and went into Moab. The mark of God was upon them. And Ruth said, entreat me. She literally said, beg me not to leave thee or to return from fault. She's still cleaving to this woman. For whither thou goest, I will go. And where you lodge, where you live, I'm going to live. Hallelujah. Thy people shall be my people. And thy God, my God. She is saying, this isn't some temporal fix for my life. And then I'm going to go on living the way I want to live. I want a new life. I want a new people. I want a new dwelling place. Amen. Cleaving. And I could see... Amen, hallelujah, this woman almost being face to face with Naomi. She said, where thou diest, will I die. We're talking about commitment now. Hallelujah, there will I be buried. Where you get buried, where you get baptized, I want to get baptized. That ought to be the heart of people that get into this. Hallelujah, amen. I'm not only going to live this, but I'm going to die here. I'm going to die on this mountain. This is a mountain worth dying for. The message in a hill worth dying on. Hallelujah. She says, Amen. There will I be buried. The Lord do so to me and more also. Now she is using the Hebrew definitive of Jehovah, Creator, Almighty. Hallelujah. She's changed her gods. Somewhere there was a transition and she says it doesn't matter if my husband dies, whatever happens, I'm going with these people. Come on. If you can do that without the Holy Ghost, you can do that with the Holy Ghost. I feel the Holy Ghost. here. I feel God wanting to speak. Amen. The Bible says and when she saw that she was stead fastly minded to go with her then she left speaking under her amen as long as uh, hallelujah there was amen she thought there was hope or hesitancy in decision. but when she saw that ruth had a made-up mind she quit talking hallelujah how many would like to get such a made-up mind that the devil quit talking to you for a little while? As long as you don't have a made-up mind, he's going to be, uh, why don't you just go back? Why don't you return, come on, to gods that are no gods? Somebody needs to say, hey, hallelujah, I'm going to live for God. If so, I've got to die for it. Come on, we need more than just the hype of the emotion. We need to put an eternal soul commitment into this. quit talking to her hallelujah amen amen and we we know the story amen she didn't know but she was going to marry boaz hallelujah wealthiest man (laughs) probably in the nether part of israel praise god god's got better things for you than the world does You've got to believe that. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. And uh, I think I'm just going to preach from this. We're going to use some other scriptures here. Hallelujah. This evening. Amen. But we are a preacher. The Bible says we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ. We receive the things done to the body, whether good or bad, knowing the terror of the Lord. We persuade men. In other words, we help people make up their mind. Somebody's going to make up, help you make up your mind. It's either going to be a sinner or it's going to be a righteous man. I said it's going to be a sinner that's going to try to talk you out of this or it's going to be somebody full of the Holy Ghost trying to get you in this and keep you in this. Come on, do you believe? Do you believe? That's why God chose preaching. Amen. Amen. The world's got its evangelists. Their lyrics, their songs, luring people. Hallelujah. Amen. To the things they cannot fulfill, but God's promises are being fulfilled in the lives of His chosen. Amen. And I want to preach just for just the next little while. Amen. About a made-up mind. Everybody say a made-up mind. Many have said, hallelujah, that a person that's got a mind made up, you can't stop them. If they know they're right, now you've got to get your mind made up for the right thing. Hallelujah. Amen. And how many believe it doesn't get any more right than going the right direction? Hallelujah. And being on the right road with Jesus. Could you lift your hands with me this Sunday evening and let's ask the Lord to personally address our hearts amen tonight our minds hallelujah God that our our spirit our mind our body hallelujah but be solely hallelujah amen given to you we're asking Lord Jesus your touch this evening asking for a special anointing upon my soul amen to see these people walk on streets of gold for people that are in the valley of decision, to get out of that decision, hallelujah, make it and make up their mind, hallelujah, to go to the mountain, hallelujah, to get out of the valley and go to a higher place where you can see farther. We're asking, Jesus, God, your blessing upon this service. Without you, God, I can do nothing. need you to anoint me one more time for your glory and the church said in Jesus Christ's name. And let's clap our hands to him one more time. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. God richly bless you, and you may be seated. Man, it is an incredible study, amen, when you see even just the self-will of humanity that wants to achieve something and to make up their mind that they are going to be what they have decided to be. We see this in many fields of labor where people decide to be doctors or lawyers or or whatever. Hallelujah. Amen. And through study and through much effort and much even personal sacrifice involved, they do what they imagine they could do. In Genesis 11 and 6, as God looked upon a tower being built, hallelujah, in Babylon, amen, the source of all false religion, amen, it said, behold, the people is one, and they have all one language, and this they begin to do, And now nothing will be restrained from them which they have imagined to do. Hallelujah. God understood what he had created. He had created man in the image of himself. And God knew if he made up his mind he was going to do something, he was going to do it. And he put that in humanity. Whom he did foreknow, them he also called. Hallelujah. Amen. I believe God makes up his mind to save certain people. And God finishes, he's author and finisher of a made up mind. You need to make up your mind and join yourself with the one that has already made up his mind where you should spend your eternity. Amen. As he spake of this, I believe there was creative reflection that now there was nothing restrained. They were doing evil, but they were of one mind. What would happen if the church would get a purpose to have revival? Hallelujah. God understand if we would get the mind of Christ and the unity of the Spirit, not just a handful of people, but everybody that was filled with the Holy Ghost would get on fire for God. Hallelujah. And start imagining what God can do collectively. I believe that God would honor that. And we understand that God confounded the language. And when God on the day of Pentecost brought us together, amen, we were given the same Holy Ghost. We were given the same mind. We were given the same goal to go to heaven. Hallelujah. I'm glad I'm on my way to heaven. I'm not looking back. I'm not turning back. Hallelujah. But I've got a great and desire, hallelujah, to be with God forever. Amen. Now, how many share that desire? Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. In the book of Romans, we we read that there was a man by the name of Abraham that staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief. But was strong in faith. Giving glory to God. Being fully persuaded. Amen. There is, hallelujah, the connotation there, thank you, amen, that he had a made-up mind. Hallelujah. His wife wasn't making up his mind. God had made up his mind that what he had promised, God was able to perform. He was convinced if God promised it, he's going to do it. I want to preach to some people, you need to get there. You need to get in cadence to the steps of a man who literally is called the father of us all. Not Noah, but Abraham. And if God promised it, he'll do it. He gave the Holy Ghost. He'll give healing. He'll give revival. Every good thing that God has promised, he'll do. And he's looking for somebody to get excited about it. Amen. He didn't stagger. It was like getting hit by God with some things that were almost unbelievable. But he didn't stagger. He said, God, if you've promised it, you will perform it. God is not a braggart, He's a promise giver. You'll meet a lot of braggarts in life, but you're only going to meet one Jesus. And everything He says, He will fulfill. Do I have a witness? He's my healer. He's my He's my mind regulator. Hallelujah. You constantly help us. Amen. Hallelujah. Make up our mind. And being fully persuaded that what he had promised he was able to perform, it was imputed to him for righteousness. God said, because you're not staggering at my promises, you're persuaded, you're on the same page with me. Hallelujah. Praise God. You don't know where you're going, but I know where I'm taking you. And because of that union with God, hallelujah, and man, amen, hallelujah, the 25th verse could be completed Who was delivered for our offenses because God was going to have sons and daughters of Abraham that possessed the same faith that had a made up mind. Can I tell you, you need the Holy Ghost and you need a made up mind. Double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. You've got to get double-mindedness out of this. The world is not going to enter my mind. The Bible even says in Hebrews, if they had been mindful of the things that they had brought up, they might have that opportunity to have returned. But they didn't return. You want to know why? God got a hold of their mind. And they weren't mindful of their pastor. But they had some exceeding great, my God, I feel the Holy Ghost And I preach to some children of Abraham here. Hallelujah, and when you pray, what other people are given the promise that he's able to do exceeding, and abundantly, of all that you ask or imagine, he said, "I stopped that work, but nobody's going to stop this work of God. ready. Get up and start praising God. Quit sitting there. I'm preaching to you. If you don't want this, there's places out there. I'm after a spirit. That says we can't have, we are going to have revival. We're not going to be passive about this. We're going to be strong in faith, giving glory to God. Because worship is a spiritual weapon to the atmosphere. Faith defeats the doubt and unbelief. That's why when we start singing and we start preaching, devils start trembling. Or people sit there and say, I wish he'd shut up. We're not going to shut up. We're not going to back up. What God is here is going to keep us here. I say, what brought us here is going to keep us here. Amen. Hallelujah. Everybody want to be strong in faith. Your worship will reflect your faith in God. Anxiety and worry is not a part of the mental constitution of a child of promise. God is still a dissolver of doubts. Amen. Hallelujah. It was Daniel in the first chapter. The Bible says that the king appointed them a daily provision of the king's meat and of the wine which he drank. Hallelujah. The world is offering you three squares a day. They're offering you the joy. That isn't really joy. But the Bible says that Daniel purposed in his heart. He made up his mind. I don't know what the rest of the Jerusalem kids are going to do, but I'm not going to defile myself with this Babylonian junk. And you know what God did? I said God did. God made him president. President. Right under the, can old somebody. Ruler. And they hated him because of his relationship with God. Satan hates somebody he can't mess with their mind. Now, how many find that Satan messes with your mind? but how many want to get him to a place where he quits talking to you and he starts talking to somebody else? My pastor used to say, hallelujah, well, hey amen. When somebody said, this person's talking about me, he said, well, you need to thank God, brother, because they're leaving someone else alone. And you need to give such a convincing Life argument in the way you live, not just I love you, Jesus, a hundred times. Not 7-Eleven cadence of that, but hey, when you see me coming, I've got him on my mind. When you see me shouting, I've got him on my mind. When you see me dancing, I've got Jesus. When you hear me preaching, I've got Jesus. I said I've got Jesus on my mind. Hallelujah! But he had a made-up mind, and God honored Daniel's made-up mind. And he put in his mind that few minds ever received and were put on the pages of Holy Writ. I mentioned, hallelujah, some of his visions and even his interpretation of, amen, he had such a walk with God. That God, amen, when the king said, I can't remember the dream. And the king said, well, you're all going to be destroyed. And he said, I know a God. That gave you that dream. And he not only gave him the dream, but he was spiritual enough to give the interpretation. We need some people that understand the times, that understand the days that we're living in. We're not living in ordinary days. We're living in the last days of revival for the church. Let's get unified. Amen. It just wasn't what he was offering, but he did not want to defile. Amen. He was getting offered more But he knew it was a prohibition to God. He may not have understood all of the dietary prohibitions, but he knew as a Jew he did not want to defile himself, even though he was in a strange country. How many believe this world is not our home? I'm not being unpatriotic by saying that America is not my nation. We're a holy nation. We're a peculiar people. We're not like other Americans. We're not even like a whole lot of other apostles. We still believe in holiness around here. We still believe in prayer around here. We believe in preaching around here. We believe in shouting around here. We still believe in one God. And you can have revival. Matter of fact, I contend, you can't have real revival without it. Amen. Everybody say you're a chosen generation. A chosen generation. A royal priesthood. A holy nation. I say a holy nation. We're a holy nation. Amen. God is our father. We are brothers and sisters through the same blood and baptism. People that are baptized, Father, Son, Holy Ghost are not my brother yet. They can be. but You've you got to get the Father's blood. You've got to get the name of the Father on you. Of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. Ephesians 3.15. Come on. Are you glad you're Jesus' name? I'm not ashamed of this gospel. I'm not ashamed to leave this place and look apostolic, talk apostolic. I say his name. Hallelujah. Now, so, we've got to understand, amen, that Ruth had a made-up mind. Daniel had a... Made up nine. Amen. Surprisingly enough, and perhaps you have, amen, looked at some of men's desires to do crazy things. Like climb Mount Everest. I would rather, pardon me, I'm not a side chair guy to activity. Amen but if it doesn't benefit me spiritually i'd rather be drinking hot coffee or hot cocoa in a warm place instead of climbing 20 some thousand feet but people have made up their mind that i'm not just going to be the norm we're going to climb And they got it together. And they took many times five to six weeks, hallelujah, from .0 up to 20-some thousand feet. And hallelujah, some of them, when they got there, they had frostbitten hands. There was oxygen depletion. They had watched people that took them there fall down. But they kept going. They had a maid. You've got to get a maid up mine. I'm going to this holy mountain. I'm going to church. I'm going to Mount Zion. Though 10,000 fall on this side, I'm going on. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Frostbit. Amen. Some fell into crevices. Hallelujah. Amen. Altitude sickness. Fourteen have been recorded dying of that. Exposure and frostbite. Another fourteen. Mere exhaustion. Too tired to go on. And they died of cardiac. Hallelujah. Problem. Amen. But others said it doesn't matter. Hallelujah. They tried. I'm of the opinion I'd rather try and fail than to have never tried at all. When the devil tells you, hey amen, you're just going to fail, you tell him, you've already failed. At least I'm still going to t- I'm still making the ascent. And greater is he that is in me than anybody that's in the world. That's got a made-up mind to do anything out there. And surprisingly, there is, of course, a danger zone. And This is why many people, hallelujah, die on the descent and not the ascent up. Because, hallelujah, many times after people's victories, they get careless. They don't pray as much. We're Come on, somebody. And that's where people, amen, have died making the descent from that mountain. Don't be another statistic. Hallelujah. Understand, you may have reached a, amen, a place in God on Sunday night, but you need him on Sunday morning. You need him in the restaurant. You need him in the gym after this service here tonight. Come on, let's be real about this. Let's be real apostolic in here, out there, in your car. What kind of music you're listening to? Who you? Let's be real. Let's be genuine articles. This world needs to see the real. Amen. Hallelujah. And when you begin to look at that, Hallelujah. Amen. The first man that made it. Hallelujah was a beekeeper from New Zealand. Just keeping the And decided I'm a, no one else has made it. I'm gonna make it So if you say, Well I don't have a great background Ruth was cleaving and saying, Hey entreat me Beg me to never leave you. Come on. Where you, your people are going to be my people. Hey Amen. I was preaching a funeral one time for one of our apostolics, and believe it or not, in some of our funerals, people get the Holy Ghost. Right. I was I was at a funeral just recently of a great man of God, and people were praying through and getting the Holy Ghost. But if you wanna die like us, you gotta live like us. Come on, somebody They said if you wanna die like us, you gotta live like us. you gotta be buried like us. you gotta lodge with us. you gotta eat with us Can't complain about the food. amen Hallelujah. Thy people shall be my people, and your God is gonna be my God. She made up her mind. She was changing her fellowship. She was changing her people. She was changing God. And when you change God, you gotta change your people. And you got What prophetic words were coming out of a woman that had never been in a one God apostolic church service? Amen. Destiny was upon that woman. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. There have been there have been people Amen with insurmountable odds have done some tremendous things. Hallelujah. Amen. Daniel being one, Abraham, hope, hope against hope. Believe God. Nobody was for him. Nephew left him Let me tell you what. I'd rather have striving herdsmen than leave Abraham. Say, herdsmen, you can flocks, you can all of this. I'm better off with this man because I brought nothing into this promised land and this is everything, and God can do it again. I'm not going to forsake companionship for bad companionship. Not going to pitch my tent in the wrong direction. He pointed his tent towards Sodom. Then he was an elder in the gate of Sodom. It does matter the direction that your car hood faces on Sunday morning and Sunday night. Hallelujah. I can also preach about a man, two men. Hallelujah. One cabin was facing north and the other was facing south. Hallelujah. Amen. The one that was facing north was President Abraham Lincoln. And what a difference. Hallelujah. It makes the direction. And you need to ask yourself, what direction is my life going? Does it matter? Ask Ruth. Does it matter? Ask Joshua. Joshua. He said, if it seemed evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day who you will serve. Hallelujah. But as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. He said, it's time to start making up your mind and seeing if you really want to be a child of God. We're not going back to the fathers, gods that corrupted them. Amen. And so in all of this, amen, I read an interesting story. Amen. Amen. And I've preached it before. Amen. But some people, some people just like excitement. And one man was sitting in his backyard. His name was Lawrence. They nicknamed him Larry, the armchair guy. Because he was sitting there on his back porch. Amen. Amen. And he was sitting there watching. Amen. He lived close, I think, to Los Angeles Airway. And he said, you know, I'd like to fly like that. And he was a poor man. And hallelujah. He went and he got 46 helium weather balloons. Filled them up with helium. Strapped them to his lawn chair. And then put it to the front end of his Jeep. And he said, cut me loose, boys. And when he did, he went up and kept going up. Now, he didn't just bring sandwiches. He brought a pellet gun because he said, when I get so high, I'm going to start popping these balloons. And I don't need a Biden $400,000 missile to bring me down over one balloon. I had to throw that in there because that was one of the thoughts that came to me when I was sending a four hundred thousand dollar balloon balloon killer. Don't mess with us, we are balloon killers. Yeah, after it's been flying over America for Come on. But this guy, he went up. Hallelujah. And you can say what you want. Amen. Hallelujah. I think he ate part of his food. Amen. But he went up there where the air gets kind of tricky. And you start getting, the higher you go, the harder it is to breathe. Because you're at a place where few people can survive. Just like the mountain I preached about. People say, I want to go higher. Hallelujah. The higher you go the more fatality rate there really is. That's why people like. But God's still looking for some climbers. Come on, somebody. God's still looking. When God gave a message, many times it was on a mountaintop. He said, you're going to have to climb higher than the people down here to get. Amen. That word from me. How many are willing to do that? into this, and so hallelujah, he started popping them balloons, hallelujah, amen, and he started making a descent, hallelujah, and on his descent, amen, he still had too many balloons. I'm glad we don't have balloons keeping, God'll make your feet like hind's feet. God made a creature, amen, so that when their front feet went forward, their back feet perfectly went in. And it looked like one set of tracks. Hallelujah. If God can make a creature like that, that can stand on the side of a hill. and He's looking for some people that say, I want to go some higher, amen, places in God. Hallelujah. I want to go there. So so Larry the armchair guy Amen Amen started shooting them out and then tragedy of tragedies struck because he watched his pellet gun topple from the chair. And I pray it didn't hit anybody. I didn't hear any reports, but if you drop a pellet gun from right here, he's gonna say ouch. Amen. If you drop it from ten thousand feet It's going to go through you. What do we have here, Doc? Well, it came, it entered right here, right in the pectoral mountain, and it ended up in this guy's stomach. What is it? It's a pellet gun. (laughs) I'm going to don't want to get careless the higher you go. Come on. Hallelujah. There's been a lot of people killed climbing that drop things down shafts and down. Come on. Twenty ounce claw hammers dropping. Come on, somebody. Who was I? Amen. I was talking to Brother Davis where he was grinding one of one of those wheels, and it had one of them power hallelujah buttons on it that locked it open. And he said it, Amen, went across his shirt and ripped it open. But all he had was just a little, Amen, a reminder. God's good to His people. I said, God's good to his people. God is good to all Israel. On, amen. Hallelujah. And so the man starts making his descent and on his way down he hits these power lines. Can you imagine? He did not he did not plan on landing in these things that would just totally because when you bring a man, people and and lawn chairs from this way into power lines, you got trouble. You got, you're dealing with power. But he fell from those power lines and didn't get hurt. And they grabbed him. And they said, what do you think you're doing? And he said, well, it's better than just sitting there. Talk about a profane answer. Why do you get up on your feet? It's better than just sit when God has done so much for us. Why just sit there till you die? Even lepers said, we're not going to sit here till we die. Come on, let's go get some food. If they kill us, we just die. They may be cutting me in two, but I'm going to be eating one of their turkey legs while they're doing it. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. I mentioned a man earlier. You can be seated. Hallelujah. I mentioned a man earlier. Amen. And this man, hallelujah, was seven years old when he was forced out of his home in their farm. Amen. And seven years old back in the 1800s, amen, you were expected to work and help support the family. You didn't go to school. You worked. When he was nine years old, two years later, his mother died. The age of 22, the company he worked for went bankrupt, and he lost his job. Twenty-three, he ran for state legislator in a field of 13 candidates. He came in eighth out of 13th, but he didn't stop Twenty-four, he borrowed money to start a business with a friend. Amen. Hallelujah. Almost 12 months later, the business failed. Hallelujah. The local sheriff seized his possession to pay off the debt. His partner died penniless, and he assumed his partner's debt, and he spent the next several years paying off that man's debt because he was an honorable individual. Twenty-five, he ran for legislature again. This time he won. Twenty-six, he was engaged to be married. Hallelujah. Amen. But his fiancée died right before the wedding. We're talking about somebody that didn't have a whole lot going for him. At 29, he sought to become Speaker of the State legislature, and he was defeated. 34, he campaigned for U.S. congressional seat, hallelujah, representing his district. He lost. 35, he ran for Congress, hallelujah. Again, this time he won. He went to Washington, hallelujah, did a great job. Amen. 39, his term ended. He was out of a job because of term limitation. 40, he tried to get a job as commissioner of general land office. He was rejected. 45, he was campaigning for the U.S. Senate. He lost by six electoral votes. At 47, amen, he was one of the contenders for vice president. He lost. At 49, he became, hallelujah, he ran for Senate the second time and lost. But at 51, after a lifetime of failure, disappointment, and loss. He became the 16th president because he had a made-up mind. I'm not going to quit. It may be failure here. It may be bankruptcy here. But I'm going to go. Hallelujah. I've got a made-up mind. And I don't have a whole lot of relatives, but I can go back to Abraham Lincoln on my mother's side. I'm not a quitter. I believe it's in my DNA to set people free. Where would we be in America today if he had not? If he had quit. Some of y'all just need to understand. Hallelujah. Amen. A failure doesn't mean you've lost. Man, it's quiet in here. Amen. How many believe? Amen. Hallelujah. That Daniel saw all of his home gone. He saw everything, leaving the rearview mirror. Didn't have any hope. Didn't really have a whole lot of friends. Amen. But he made up his mind. I'm going to live for God. I am going to serve God. And I don't care what religion it is, when you talk about Daniel, hallelujah, amen, people even that do not have the Christian faith recognize the man by the name called Daniel. Come on, somebody. I'm going to close. Hallelujah. You'll remain standing. Amen. In the book of Romans, we know the story of the apostle Paul. He was stoned. He was left for dead. They literally, if you read the book of Acts carefully, not speed read it, but you watch after Paul's conversion, immediately his own people, the Jews, tried to kill him. And he had to be let down in a basket, hallelujah, outside the city of Damascus. Amen. But they did not give up on this guy. They haunted him, and they went from city to city The city where they found this man was hosting one-god apostolic revivals. In one city, amen, he was dragged out of the city. He was stoned. Hallelujah. Amen. They had probably so many stones on him. Hallelujah. They thought, amen, that's the last revival you're going to have, Paul. They went back in the city dusting their hands off. God let life go back into him. He shook the stones off. To live as Christ. To die is gain. Became the motto of an undefeatable made-up mind. Hey, the devil didn't kill you. You're in the church. People, you thought your friends Don't like you anymore, but Jesus loves you. And Paul, amen, he said, Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, that's trouble, distress, persecution, famine, nakedness, peril, or sword? They said, No. No, no, no. Hallelujah. In all these things, we. He said, I know that I'm not the only one that's got a made up mind. You're part of the we. Come on, somebody. Are more than conquerors through him that loved us. For I'm persuaded, I got a made up mind. That neither death. I know the one that's got the keys to death. No life. Angels, principalities, powers, face present. I don't care what's on the horizon of my tomorrow. I've got to live for God. 39. Hallelujah. Amen. Everybody say height. Hallelujah. Nor depth. They put him in some of the lowest prisons. Come on, somebody. He was in the lowest hold of a ship, but God sent an angel and said, Everybody's just got to stay on the ship. They just stay on the ship. There's going to be life that's going to be lost. Stay in the church. Stay in the church. Stay in the church. Stay in the ship. Any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God. From the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Hallelujah. With every voice lifted to heaven right now the inhabitants of mount zion come on somebody how many got a mate of mine god's looking for some roofs that have come out of nowhere mom and daddy didn't live for god but i'm cleaving to you i'm cleaving to this witness beg me not to leave you you're my hope felt something different about you when you walked into our city. Your people are going to be my people. Your God's going to be my God. Where you live, that's where I'm going to live. Woo! Hallelujah! And one day God's going to take us up high. Stay on the ship. I said stay on the ship. Let's lift our hands to the Lord. If you want the Holy Ghost, If you want some of God's highest revelations given to the human mind, why don't you start asking for it? Why don't you say, i till I reach my
1: destination.